3: Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of At Starting Point Guard for the Milwaukee Bucks is Damian Lillard. Wow! Cool!
0: Shout they out to, did to my it, Bucks Ux, fans, man, man. You know, I, I know in the text thread we were talking about this Damian Lillard trade. And I said I'm getting a Bucks jersey because I just want to feel the excitement that Bucks fans have right yeah. now. That's oh.
3: I'm excited. Y'all this is the a very fun it. outcome, especially yeah. like we had the Heat in mind for them for a Seemed long like time.
0: Celtics could have gotten involved, which was a uh, fright.
3: So that, like that, this is why this is such a load off. Is that the team that I don't like did not get Damian Lillard? Yeah. Um, and yeah, the Suns got stronger who are a team I will be rooting for this year. I always yeah. root for the best players in the league and Giannis now has like a much more exciting team. Yeah. Uh it's it's tough. They they lost a really good guard in Drew Holiday, but yeah, we shall see. I mean, we were uh, this reading his thing. Just... We're like
0: the, the chemi- they won't do it cuz the chemistry. It's like, well, maybe yeah. they I don't know, you might do it for Damian Lillard. You, you might, might do try it that out
3: for Somebody oh, Louis who belt. is a generational uh, just baller. Um, mm-hmm. I will say this is yet more confirmation. I was having this thought last night. I was watching a 30 for 30 documentary from the year 2013 about the uh, No Moss, the Roberto Duran oh, yeah. uh, Sugar Ray Leonard documentary. You I know, I see that one. It's interviewing all these sports writers from the time and like to like still today, and they're like, he's a coward. What a... Lo- like, nobody could figure out why he quit in the middle of... And I was just like, man, sports writers really are the lowest form of humanity in a lot of cases. <laughs> they're just... Like, <laughs> these, like, old white guys are here being like, Roberto Duran disgraced himself as a man. And right, he's right, right. disgusting. He ran away with them. And still, to this day, just, like, talking... Why? like he he came back from that and like went on to like win multiple titles and they were still like he still has to answer for this but again with the Damian Lillard trade sports writers know nothing they yeah they nobody was saying the bucks they were all he like they threw out every name in the nba except the bucks uh so y'all blew yeah. it you're bad at your job your job basically might as well not exist you might as well uh, just Stephen come on A. mad Smith, yeah just come yeah. on Matt Boosties, where we have a decidedly anti-sports uh, <laughs> sports journalism. Journalists,
0: um, but we don't slag them off like we do on this show.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we have the one ones. So. We have
0: them um, on, we go, where are, you, where are you on that one, dipshit? Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we should just go <laughs> line by line through their columns. Everything they got wrong, like that Bucks writer who said three major reasons why the Bucks would never trade never for Damien Lillard. For Lillard. Like, he threw him off their scent. Um, yeah. All right, that is the biggest news, obviously, happening yeah. right now: is that Damian Lillard was traded. But like for those who aren't NBA fans, Damian Lillard is probably the coolest person in the NBA. Like him and Jimmy Butler. Like he was supposed to be traded to the Heat. And they were like, that team would be too cool with Damian Lillard and Jimmy Butler on it. And therefore, they sent him to the team of the best player in the league uh, and also the most lovable superstar in the league, Giannis Antetokounmpo. So yeah. exciting times. I, I guess in like 1A to that news is that Donald Trump was found liable for fraud. Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah. A uh, New York that. judge <laughs> has... <laughs> Uh, said he's liable for $250 million civil case brought by the state, alleging that he engaged in a long-time bait-and-switch scheme to misrepresent his assets for tax purposes uh, while also inflating their value in order to obtain favorable loan terms. So he would, in one set of papers, be like, yeah, this place is this big and also this valuable. And mm-hmm. then like at the same time, to avoid paying taxes would say it is a different size and worth a different amount of money. Yeah. At the same time. Like just yeah. at the same damn time. Yeah. Just openly lying, uh openly making up wealth. Like the judge is like, no, he just like made up his fortune. There was a there was one
0: where like he completely overvalued his fucking Trump Tower like apartment that he lives yeah, in. He did not like,
3: even say the right size. Yeah,
0: <laughs> by like in r- ridiculous orders of magnitude to the point where the tr- uh, the judge was like, "There's no way I can believe this is anything but fraud." Concerning you come from real estate, so how yeah. could you fucking blow
3: it like that? Like no, this no, shit, no, It's this supposed to be your thing, man. Like the case as it, like he doesn't seem to like his legal strategy just seems to be like be annoying as fuck as Mm -hmm. for as long as possible until people are too annoyed to keep going. But that generally doesn't work when you're being sued by the state. And this judge was basically like, he previously found some of Trump's legal team's arguments so stupid. He literally thought it was a joke, Um, (laughs) such as the argument that the case should be dismissed because Hey, no one was harmed by Trump's fraud. Um, uh, I'm sorry. How? Hey, did anybody get hurt? Hey, we're I, good here,
0: right? That's come not on. how that goes. But that's why it's wild, too. Like, the fucking judge sanctioned the fucking lawyers because they're like, dude, this is, like, I told you about these fucking spurious arguments, and you still kept coming back with it. Like, I have no choice but to.
3: They tried the no harm, no foul line of argument. Like, yeah. come on. Are you bleeding? Like, that that a bully is after he, like, punches you on the shoulder. Uh, what are you bleeding? And then not only did they try that once and then they're like, Oh, right, right. This is a court of law and not a playground. Uh, They tried it once. The judge was like, stop it. No, that is, I thought that was a joke when you brought it up. And then they did it so often that the judge likened the defense to the time loop in the film groundhog day. (laughs) That is a direct quote.
0: (laughs) Um, so that just shows you the, the fucking caliber of law, like lawyer that he can get now. Like you, you can't even get like the janky ones anymore who have some semblance of like a career. Now it's people who are in there being like, I'm honestly at his appeal. I'm, I would be surprised if it's one of his lawyers at the appeal just didn't say like, well, that's just like your opinion, opinion man. man.
3: Yeah. So throw the case out. No further answers, your honor. <laughs> no further honor. answers, your honor. Um,
0: exactly. But it's a, it's a fucking summary judgment.
3: Yeah. It wasn't it's- even,
0: that's fucking, again, when, when it's like that, this thing like, bro, I don't even, a, a jury doesn't even need to fucking hear this. That's how fucking out of control this whole shit is. Yeah. So, I think, what is it? Two Tuesday is when the trial will happen, and that's when we will begin to see what the fate is of all the companies and things like that, and all that. But again, it's gonna get dragged on, because there's gonna be appeals and shit like that, but he cannot uh, practice any kind of business, or his son's, in the state of New York right now.
3: Yeah. According to the ruling which allows the civil trial to begin uh, next week, like he said. Uh, but this ruling says that he lied to banks and insurers by both overvaluing and undervaluing his assets. So it's just, like, that's the that's the wild shit here. Like, when you read the history of, like, how, how he built his business, it is both, like, mind-boggling that he got away with it But Mm -hmm. also when you look at like, go back and look at the history of the Enron scandal, go back and look at like a lot of like the shit that was going down in 2008 on wall street. Like this is so much of the economy is people just making up money, just making, making it up being like, no, that, that club that I bought for, you know, tens of millions of dollars, it's actually worth $2 billion now. Like that's right. what he was doing with Mar-a-Lago. Like, and that, that's the one that they're focusing on because I guess there are like differences of opinion of like how much you could value Mar-a-Lago at because the judge is valuing it as not a private property, but as a, you know, a institution, like a, yeah. a business, which is what it is. Um, and people are like, no, you could sell that for much more than that. But I don't know. Like it, it seems to be, beside the point like it that's just the one that like his people have seized on to try and defend it
0: right and again like his whole thing was that he he one of the things he was arguing that is like more of a footnote in the whole the like all the legal documents is that he said it didn't matter like he didn't fraudulently inflate it because he could still sell them to saudi buyers at any price he chooses
3: that is
0: (laughs) why yo come on like what Let's dive in on that a little bit. You know what I mean? Like this is—I
3: I can name my price. They owe me one. They yeah. owe me big time. I don't know if you know, I was the president, and I might be the president again. I'm cheating super hard at that. So, uh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's just
0: the the so it's influence peddling, not yeah. real estate acumen.
3: Yeah, the the shit is just baked in. The corruption is baked in. He's not really trying to hide it. Um, no. And this is this like really shouldn't be a surprise. Like if you were reading about like where he was as a businessman heading into the 2016 election, he really like wasn't allowed to do business in the United States. So like yeah. any arguments that like oh this this is now everybody wants to find fault with him because he's this political threat. It's like no, he's been he's been unable. a fraudster. Yeah, he's been fraudulent from day 1. And like, he couldn't do business in the U.S. without committing fraud.
0: It is wild, like, the Mar-a-Lago thing. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know, man. It could be worth nothing and ten times that simultaneously, which is really interesting how the judge is yeah. like, so it's both at the same yeah.
3: time, sir? And then he the other thing 100 he'd be like times his ruling, oh, which I'm is sorry, $2 billion 100 times. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Excuse me. 18 million, a hundred times, 18 million, uh, is $2 billion, almost yeah. 1.8
0: billion. And he then like, which is funny too. Cause then he's like, well, it's about, it's about the potential for real estate development. But like the deed, prevents that fucking property from ever being used that way. Yeah. So it's just all fucking horseshit, man.
3: He's trying to get them to value Mar-a-Lago like it's a tech company in the early 2000s. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we can probably put that at two bills, right? Let's, no, let's yeah, move yeah, totally, it along totally, here. Totally. Uh, yeah, Super Producer Brian put it, but we're still going with the Airbud Law of running for president. Hey, nothing says, no. there's nothing in the rule book that says that a fraudulent... Uh, <laughs> criminal who is in prison can't run for president yeah yeah let's take a quick break there's other uh big news mm-hmm. in the world of uh you know financial court i guess yeah. we'll be right back is that
0: gang customers are rushing to your store but do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it you know like a literal p.o.s And secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu.
3: And we're back. We are. And is the United States back? What's going on with this one? What's happening? I don't know. We're, I don't we know. have politicians. We have the president standing with workers on the picket line. Sure, for a he, photo and op, he said, still, he
0: even said they deserve a significant raise. He didn't go as far to come after the automakers, but he did
3: utter those words. Yeah. Which and was he something. was like, they, they should. You should be getting some of the stuff that they're getting. Like, yeah. the ridiculous money that they're making. So you
0: should be doing well too. Come damn, on, man. Jack.
3: <laughs> And then he pulled out his acoustic guitar and started singing Woody Guthrie shit. It was pretty dope. <laughs> no, he, uh, yeah. So there's that. And then Trump coming out and being like, he, he stole the idea of siding with workers from me. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> so um, that's one thing that made me, I had to check my geotagging. Uh, where is to, I? Where is I? Is yeah. this still America? And then I realized, ah, oh, yes. Apple owns me. Apple knows where I am yeah. and is feeding yeah, my married. information back to the corporate. Uh, but Amazon FTC has filed what some think may be the big one.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. They call it the Amazon big one. Amazon might be
3: in trouble. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, they are the federal trade commission along with 17 other state attorneys general, uh, Ooh, well are yes, yeah, they're all filing it together. I had to put a's G as my <laughs> abbreviation. As I wrote this, um, <laughs> But basically saying Amazon is illegally maintaining a monopoly. Uh, FTC, Chair Khan said, quote, our complaint lays out how Amazon has used a set of punitive and coercive tactics to unlawfully maintain its monopolies. The complaint sets forth detailed allegations, noting how Amazon is now exploiting its monopoly power to enrich itself while raising prices and degrading service for the tens of millions of American families who shop on its platform and the hundreds of thousands of businesses that rely on Amazon to reach them. Today's lawsuit seeks to hold Amazon to account for these monopolistic practices and restore the lost promise of free and fair competition. Uh, wow. They're seeking a, quote, permanent injunction in federal court that would prohibit Amazon from engaging in its unlawful conduct and pry loose Amazon's monopolistic control to restore competition. Wow.
3: Wow. Let's wow. Do Google next. Yeah. what Do them all next. Amazon wasn't, I didn't think Amazon was the one that, had the most like case built against it. I thought Google was going to be the one because they, I, I, because I'm, of their practices around uh, Google ads. But
0: yeah, th- I, yeah I'm, I, I'm not I, I, planning, you know? No, 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 no. But uh, you know, that's, we'll see where this goes, but it is nice to see them, you know, actually filing these kinds of lawsuits. Cause like, it's absolutely, <laughs> we're just going to have fucking three places to buy things in 10 years.
3: Yeah. Well, to bring us back down to earth, let's (laughs) talk about what Netflix, (laughs) Disney and uh, the other streaming companies are doing in response to their big L that they Mm -hmm. took in the in the strike. uh, They have decided to form a powerful new political lobbying group, the Streaming Innovation Alliance. Um, Sia. Sia. Which not not to be confused with the pop star. Yeah, uh, But they claim they will advocate for federal and state policies that build on the strong, competitive, and pro customer market for streaming video. Look, they're just looking out for the consumer here. That's all yeah. they care about.
0: And how are you doing that? Because you want to bring the prices down by and expand sure your we offerings?
3: Don't pay more taxes. What? Um, by I'm sorry, did you say to not pay more taxes? I'm making what? sure I heard that right. By make sure you don't pay taxes also. Oh, oh we, cuz well, they get our taxes you. you think they're not going to come on yeah I'm spending money <laughs> at your local store uh that isn't in business anymore because we put you out of business uh, um uh.
0: yeah but right cuz with the cuz cable ain't there so they can't do the cable taxes
3: and they're like but they're
0: trying to put it on us the streamers does no yeah don't do that don't do that
3: yeah i mean some people are like oh they could be you know lobbying in favor of net neutrality cuz that was like the one thing they were on the right side of Um, But Netflix has stopped giving a shit about net neutrality and Mm -hmm. started giving a shit about, um, you know, just their own tax base and also not having to deal with regulations around the world. Netflix has been lobbying since 2010, and they now have a team of 30 full-time staffers devoted to public policy. So. four of them based in washington so there are four people probably graduated from like ivy league schools who work in washington full-time on netflix policy on behalf yeah, of netflix.
0: right yeah I, yeah when like realistically it's going to be like you're saying to try and avoid taxation i'd imagine that they would probably have a bit of an anti-worker bend now that you know what? Why can't, it's we, hard we to imagine that workers. when you see the WJ being like, all right, we like this deal that they got to be like, bro, we got to figure out where to find some of this other money now because yeah. we got to start paying these people their fair share. Oh fuck! All right, well, fire up yeah. the lobbying machine.
3: Um, in Washington, uh, Netflix hires companies uh, lobbying firms such as Baker McKenzie. Uh, which, if you're not familiar mm. with Baker McKenzie, you haven't read the Pandora Papers which uh, (laughs) those dumped all sorts of crazy information about corporate tax evasion, like two uber wealthy people's tax evasion. And uh, those papers mentioned Baker McKenzie more than any other major U.S. law firm. Uh, The leaks alone (laughs) revealed that Baker McKenzie was involved in setting up more than 440 offshore companies registered in tax havens. Uh, So they're basically professional corruption engines, you know? like that they are allegedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Allegedly. We, yeah. We yeah. do uh, we what, do every- miles. You think a law firm is going to be litigious? Yeah. Come on. Uh we have a
0: soup to nuts sort of offering for our customer I mean our clients. Right. Uh cuz we care about them. Obviously. Yeah. And we're we're full service. We're full service. Full service. Full service.
3: Anyways. Uh it's that so that's I mean that's how things are fought you know like just straight up you have corporations spending tons of money on lobbying efforts and then for the first time maybe we have people actually uh you know governments and regulators actually trying to regulate um so yeah be interesting well will
0: they regulate will they do Warren G and Nate Dog proud with these regulations and malna do we'll you think they said that at the ftc before they filed that lawsuit
3: yeah Almost definitely. They
0: just screamed it out. bunch of like 40-something white guys. <laughs> <laughs> or there is like, there are like some Gen X and like older millennials that are working there now and they're like, that
3: would be kind of cool, dude. If That'd did that would be tight, right? Yeah. <laughs> what else? Uh, California enacts first gun and ammunition tax in the country. I mean, yeah. that's pretty cool. Holy There's a lot shit. of good news today. Holy shit. Uh, a lot the of federal government already taxes the sale of guns and ammunition at either 10 or 11%, depending on the type of gun. Uh, but with the signing of AB 28 on Tuesday, California will now add an 11% excise tax on the purchase of guns and ammunition, uh, which the bill's author states, uh, is lower than the excise tax on marijuana sales. So that's how they got it. Yeah. Let's... They're like, look, this is barely anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean I, yeah like again it's it's like what
0: that chris rock bit from like one of his first albums where he's like if you want to make gun control like easier just make a bullet cost five thousand dollars
3: yeah exactly it's like a yeah. printer printer
0: that's it um <laughs> if you're not going to do it that way then create some other forces but now i'm sure people just buy it who knows i don't i don't know where the black market is for ammunition but nice to see some little things getting done. To address yeah,
3: it's like common sense. The money will pay for security improvements at public schools and a variety of gun violence prevention programs, uh, including those geared toward young people and gangs. Um, yeah. Whereas the money from federal tax, which has been in place for more than 100 years, pays for wildlife conservation and hunter education programs. <laughs> so basically like... <laughs> might as well fund the nra
0: yeah which is interesting I'm, I'm curious if these if a gun violence prevention program means money to cops that's the one thing i'm a little like mm, what are we yeah. doing here what are we doing here eventually right. hey, one for us longer two, two for them existence.
3: yeah exactly hey right. that sounds good it sounds good to me we're so desperate for one yeah. for us that we're like yeah yeah, yeah yeah sure um and that's what we call boy math that's right uh those are some of the things that are trending on this Wednesday, September 27th. We are back tomorrow yeah. with a whole ass episode of the show. Until then, be kind mm-hmm. to each other, be kind to yourselves, get the vaccine, yeah. don't do nothing about mm-hmm. white supremacy, and we will talk to y'all tomorrow. Bye. Bye-bye. Happy pride
2: from Tomboy X.